Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, and broadcaster. And actually, one of my ebooks is called Bono, Soul Searching and Uncensored. And given that it's 30 years since I got what I was told was my world exclusive interview with Bono about the yet to be titled album Zuropa, I want to repost in two parts a podcast I made in 2021. It was based on a radio show I made in my series, The Joe Jackson Tapes Revisited that itself included roughly 45 minutes from the two and a half hours Bono and I put on tape one day in May in 1993. If it wasn't for Johnny Cash, I probably wouldn't have bothered to interview Bono. In fact, when the editor of an Irish magazine asked if I wanted a world exclusive about a new U2 album in early 1993, I joked, why me, Lord? And was taken aback when told Bono, for some inexplicable reason, wants you to do the interview. This was surreal. After all, to that same editor, I'd once joked, Deadly seriously, as we Irish are prone to do, geez, your magazine may as well be the U2 newsletter. But also, I hated the way Bono was practically deified by many of my peers in the Irish media. And frankly, I doubted the authenticity of his alleged Christian base. It seemed to me to be, if you took for even a moment a traditional tilt on Christianity, which certainly wasn't my pan-denominational worldview, at odds with their celebration of the erotic on the album Actong Baby, and rumours of hedonistic excess during their most recent tour. On the other hand, I loved Octong Baby. I rated it as the first truly brilliant U2 album. I loved the sense of cultural confidence the band had brought to Ireland, and the fact that they made this country a global force for the first time in the history of rock and roll. So I was torn. I also had recently in the Irish Times criticised U2, so I knew this could be their attempt to woo a media dissident to win me over with an offer of a world exclusive and all that stuff. But I'd also recently interviewed two of Bono's heroes, Sam Phillips, founder of Sun Records and Johnny Cash, and I felt this might be part of the reason he wanted to be interviewed by me. Not only that, in my article about Johnny, which we did in advance of his upcoming Irish tour, I mentioned that I'd told him you two were recording an album in Dublin, and I suggested yet again, as I had the first time I interviewed Johnny three years earlier in Glasgow, that he and they should record together. Now it seems that as soon as Bono heard Cash was coming to Dublin, he wrote for him a song. But the first I heard of any of that was in February 1993 when I was backstage at Johnny's gig in Dublin's Olympia Theatre. He said, Joe, you should be happy I recorded a song with you too, though I don't know if it will be on their new album or even what it's called. His manager remembered, I think Bono said it's called The Wanderer. I said, either way, I hope it is on the album, knowing this could help revive Cash's career. It was and it did. But all that was in the future when I was asked if I wanted to interview Bono and I seemed to hear, crazy as this may seem to some, Johnny Cash say, oh, go for it, Joe. So I did. But I didn't realise until I went back to the tapes for this show that even though Bono did tell me when I arrived at the recording studio in Dublin where you two were working on the album, which would subsequently turn out to be Zuropa, that he was in an improvisatory mode. And he said, maybe we should do this like a Miles Davis improvisation. But he didn't, as I have previously claimed, ask me to set aside my prepared questions. But I did improvise the two-and-a-half-hour interview, and we talked about that afterwards. It took place in a hospitality room with a hi-fi system, and it began when Bono played for me and sang along with a cassette tape mix of the album's title track. Bono there, shouting at me like some perpetually questioning post-apocalyptic evangelical preacher. Well, he was or not, I'd yet to decide. Lines such as, I have no religion and I don't know what's what, and I don't know the limit, the limit of what we've got. I liked it. He then played for me most of the tracks from the album, and also at one point turned on his Apple PowerBook, 
clicked open a lyrics file and read for me a poem which he was planning to read on tour, set against the backdrop of a still from Laney Reifenstahl's movie, Triumph of the Will. It was a piece written called In Cold Blood, which I haven't, to be honest, rewrited or anything. To. Right. Yeah, I read a book once called In Cold Blood by Murder in the Neighborhood. Pages of facts did me no good. I read it like a blind man in cold blood. Um, on cable television, I saw a woman weep, lie by satellite from Floodbit Street, boy mistaken for a waste paper bin, body that a child used to live in. Saw plastic explosives and an alarm clock, and the wrong men accused sitting in the dock. Karma is a word I never understood, how God could take a four-year-old in cold blood. I live by a beach, but it feels like New York. I hear about ten murders before I get to work. What's it going to be, Lord, fire or flood, an act of mercy or in cold blood? Right. And it's just in the middle of the, uh, the kitsch, sometimes you have to stick the boot in. You know, and but it, but it's about overload. Most right. of what we're doing now. You're going to recite that over. Yeah, uh, that's uh, yeah. it's just kind of talked. I'll take right. samples of it, lines that I like. Okay. And like a line here, uh, right there, and because it's about, it's not about the, it's not about the cold blood of, of the act. It's about the cold blood of, uh, of the way we, respond. Right to the end. Right, right. If you did just that though to strip down the drum mm. sample, I mean, would that not be equally powerful? I think it might. You know what I mean? With nothing else, so there's so all that gets across. Because yeah. it's very, they're very powerful <clears throat> verbal images. Yeah, I think I could just read it. Yeah. And I thought, that, and on stage, if I'm reading it, I'll be reading it standing in front of a 12 foot by 12 foot television image of the child playing that drum. Right. In 1936, in, right, in the Olympic right, Stadium right. in Berlin. Yeah, that's almost all you need, though, isn't it? It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me more then. What what is on? What else is on the album? I was. Mm, let's see, there's another. I met with Johnny Cash the night he did the thing. Which is, is that? Is that uh, on or not? Yes, it is. The Wanderer or something. Um, called, is it? Yeah, it might be called Johnny Cash on the Moon. Really. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Cash thing is the sort of antidote to this Zuropa. Right. Manifesto of uncertainty, the sort of I don't have compass, don't have map, don't know, oh, right. you know, don't know, don't know, don't okay. know. But I, but I like man, I like it. You know, this right. uncertainty. I think the line is, is something. Um, uncertainty will be a guide. I think that's, that's this is in the cash. No, in the zero. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. This, this is, is the antidote. Okay. Antidote of it. Um, actually, what I'd like to call it would be um, call it the preacher because okay. he has a tradition yeah. of songs, the singer yeah. and that. Yeah. But it, but maybe it should be called Johnny Cash on the Moon. You, you tell me. I think it should be The Wanderer. <laughs> you think it should be called The I do, longer? yeah. The reason I like it being The Wanderer is because remember I talked to Sam recently about cock rock dominating. Everybody's saying rock and roll is just sex. But because Dion's The Wanderer is so much kind of macho cock rock, you're taking what The Wanderer is in rock mythology and turning it into something else, which is what rock also is. That's what I want you to know what I mean? I want The Wanderer. I didn't want to, you know, vibe out. Dion. I think you should use the title, I honestly think, because it does, okay. you know what I mean? Oh. And it's, it's kind of, it's very true to what Johnny Cash is. He must have felt at home singing that. He did. And so that song was called The Wanderer. And its inclusion as the closing track on Zeropa did, as I say, help kickstart Johnny Cash's comeback that then led to his American recordings, which to me are the most rich and resonant of the man's career. Incidentally, within days of this article being published, I bumped into Johnny again in Branson, Missouri, 
He gave me an autographed copy of the essential Johnny Cash 1955 to 1983 box set of CDs and said, thanks for helping me hook up with you too. And then he added, I read your Bono interview. Great stuff. You certainly got him talking about religion in a way that I never heard him do before in public. But by the way, when I read he'd said he'd taken the band singing while while wandering off the track, I sent him a fax saying, put it back in. And he did. And another thing, Joe, you were right to go with the title, The Wanderer. I then told Johnny Cash I did so not only because it seemed so right for him as a man on a spiritual search, but because it also had, on first hearing, become an anthem of mine. I didn't tell Bono that. So let's get back to the interview and Bono talking about the difference between writing songs for the likes of Cash or B.B. King and writing or improvising them for you too. I'm very, I'm sort of chronically lazy. Okay. And the only way I do things is by saying I'll do them first and then I ha and saying right. them in front right. of people so right. I have to do them or else I won't do right. them. So I remember with B.B. Uh, King on Love to Town, I just had this verse and chorus and I said I had a song for B.B. And then he, you know, he arrived right. for the song and, 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 and it was written in a half an hour. Now, some people would say it sounds like that, but there's some good stuff in there. Sure. And sometimes it works well like that. Right. And, right. Um, the Orbison song had that good sound um, Genesis um, being written when he arrived? It was written, very, it was written the morning he arrived, yeah. but not completed. And actually to complete it, it took a bit more. Okay. Um, but that's very linear, that's a very linear song. I mean, like, it's, it's a narrative song, and that's not like the other impressionistic action painting. Yeah, That's no. the other side of it. Yeah, well, I do, I, 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 I've never, you know, it's, it's, you see, it's the voice you're given. I, I, right. it's all about the voice. See, you know, Lou Reed or Bob Dylan, you know, they, they get consonants to play with. Right. And, you know, they, uh, my voice is... Is about vowel sounds, and there aren't a lot of great words in in there, and uh, like they get, you know, I, I mean, I'm always uh, envious of the of the words, you know, that kind of voice gets to play with. Right. right. And uh, in order to get um, to that place myself, I've de um, distorted my voice or gone to different lower octaves, like right. the fly or whatever. Right. right. But if I sing in my um, my own natural voice especially in the mu with the music of, of of you too i have to use very open sounding right. Uh, right. Uh, uh, language and and so it's it's a, it's actually it's 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 much more difficult um to write a u2 song than it is sometimes to write a song for somebody else right. and like right. johnny cash has got this great voice and they it just and it loves certain words and i so I just wrote them, right. and and well, I'd seen somebody describe your singing before this album saying as stentorian bellowing. <laughs> wow! Did you see that review? It was in Wire, and they just said that this you seem to be doing things with your voices that you really came to maturity as a singer, an octone baby, and the way you were mixing it, whatever yeah. was being done. Well, doing I ne with never it really... never thought about it that much up until right. the um, oh, up until this album. You know, just I hadn't. Uh, well, I was, it was started on the Joshua Tree. Start thinking about songwriting. Right. Then the logical. If you start thinking about singing. songwriting, you start thinking about singing. We. I never asked. You know, we never asked in the band like what key would do you right. would suit your voice. Right. And that was right. it. Was I? You know, we, we 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 improvised and I put my voice on it. So I'd end up sometimes singing too high or too low. Right. But um, so if you start thinking about things like that, you get into singing and you discover. And I went. Um, 
um, to see an opera singer uh, called Tina Verbica. And she said, you know, you have a three octave range okay. and you, um, you shouldn't by rights be able to sing these notes that you're singing. Right. And and I, I better teach you how to, you know, you need you need to d discover how to, um, to keep hold of those notes or, okay. you, or you'll lose them. And uh, after her uh, uh, good work, I, I managed to get through the whole of the last tour without any problems. And, right. and I've been dogged right. with those kind of problems over the years. Right, right. But writing for other people is, is, is a great way of escaping yourself. But is that why you created The Flying, though? I mean, it reminds me of McCartney saying about Sgt. Pepper that they had to create four new characters for The Beatles so they, they didn't have to be each other or they didn't have to live up to the image the public had of The Beatles. Yeah. So you create an alter ego. I mean, is that part of what you're doing on the um, album? <laughs> to sing, say whatever you wanted to. Pose yeah, but, the, but they're, all, they're all, they're all, they're all, they still bits and you, pieces of yourself. Right. They are your own, they've just got, you know, they've just got a better dress sense. Right. <laughs> These same demons. core. Same <laughs> uh, core. But yeah, it's, 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 it's the same core. And I think it was partly right. um, a reaction to being cartooned and, uh, you know, discovering that you're you are you are being reduced, that you are being uh, slowly reduced, and sort of creating a sort of anti-cartoon. Right. It would ha it would take a great cartoon to to, to balance it out, uh, sure. you know, to yeah, to yeah, right. as a sort of. But there but there are many. You know, it's not just one or two. You know, there are. Um, I think I think that's it's an important thing to be able to to be all the people you are to be allowed yeah. to be all the people yeah. you are, and that we don't turn people into um, any one thing or another. Good guys or bad guys, you know, uh, people who have, who are philanthropists or have, you know, heroic um, um, ideas, and then the others, you know, everybody is m mixed up right. in, in that way. You know, the, uh, the same person who's capable of, um, higher of, of higher ideas is also capable of very base right. um, actions right. 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 and and we should, you know I think we're always surprised when we discover that um, people who we thought were you know um, above us were you know had their um, had their head in the mud just like everyone else. An artist ha has to in some ways expose himself. That's why um, I remember when, when Goldman wrote the book about John Lennon after uh, the book he wrote about Elvis. The difference was that we didn't really care that much about his, take that back, we didn't, we, we weren't surprised when, right. we, uh, when we read about John Lennon because he had told us already. Sure, yeah. So that's so it's a device. Right. It's a device where you you get to blow out every side of yourself okay. from the from the from the most um, highfalutin um, uh, side of yourself to the most base. That's what rock right. and roll sh right. can be. Right. You know that right. kind of a, that kind of a playpen. Yeah, from that that full range. Yeah, exactly. Just all 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 the way. Um, flesh and spirit and it's, it's humanness and it's your humanity that is stripped away from you sometimes when you're in 
uh, when you're when you're in uh, in public, right. and in fact, somebody said to me a while ago, "How how does your ego um, stand being in a band? I mean, how do you how do you, how does it survive being um, um, a rock and roll star?" And I thought it was one of the smartest things anyone had ever spotted uh, about rock and roll. Because people think it's the opposite. People think it pumps up your ego. But in fact, I think it explodes it. Right. And, uh, and so... Like as in fragments it? Explodes it. pull it back together? Explodes it, blows it out. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of people who do what I do are so fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone who needs... 50,000 people a night to tell them they're okay <laughs> is, uh, is, yeah, has a bit bissing. And I don't think they all, I don't think, they, I don't think you start out that way, but I think that's a place you can get to very easily. Right. But you get addicted on it because, I mean, that's what Philip said to me about Presley was that he had no self-confidence at all when he first walked into Sam, Elvis Presley. Who told you this? Sam, Sam Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. And that then he needed the music and the and finally ended up hooked to the audience telling him every night he was he was it yeah you know that's it and uh but how do you if, if all that's stripped away from you where do you stand well i'm um i'm not complaining about it um i'm um i'm just uh i'm just there's very little written about it there's very little written about the psychology right right of performing Right. And uh, and I and I'm 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 just conscious. I'm just I'm uh, I'm becoming more conscious of it. Right. And right. and what happened is you know coming down off a tour, you know there is this you know there is a kind of DTs involved, but it's not yeah. it's not it's not alcohol. Right. And uh, there is no name for the substance. And I suppose what this record was about that we're making was rather than try to. You know, it was like, rather than come down to Earth, you know, stay on the moon right, and make right. and make a record there. Right, right. And right. Tap uh, into the energy force. Just tap into it, like, uh, 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 surf on it. That's all right, the image right. I like to use. It's a substitute hit between tours. That's the way, I suppose it is. By keeping and, you up there. Yeah, and you talk to actors, they say the same thing, that, you yeah. know, their personal lives are, uh, are, are, are often a mess because they create um, the drama. Right. That right, they've been right. um, uh, legitimately involved in. Right. right, um, right. To fill the vacuum when it's finished. Right. Some of them also disappear in between roles. What do you mean by disappear? Well, the world they live in is so tedious and boring to them. Yes. That they collapse, they fall apart, and that's very hard for a lot yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm not, I'm, I'm just. You're not, I know you're not. I don't feel like that. Right, and I've, right. I've got a lot of, I've got um, a lot of people around me who um, I'm always happy um, to come home right. but I'm also conscious there's a part of me that doesn't right. come yeah, home yeah, yeah. and uh, but are you addicted then to that um, I don't know up, could you I don't know I don't know and uh, like there's not much to compare it if you give it up to go into painting or movie making or writing books you're not going to get the same kind of feedback that kind of kick are you I, um, I mean, I'd at, at that epic scale, I'd like to, I'd, really yeah, like I'd like to do all those things, but it does seem that uh, you know there is a, a feeling when you are in the sort of in 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 a crossroads of media, you know, where it's where there's a lot of li you know yeah. lines 
uh, crossing. That there is a, it's just it is. It's good work if you can get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and if it doesn't, it depends on what it does to you, doesn't it? Yeah. You know? Of course, talking about the spirit of rock and roll inevitably brings us back to its dual bass and gospel and rhythm and blues, as Elvis once said. So at this point, I told Bono I'd recently interviewed an Australian Christian group called the Newsboys, who suggested to me that you 2 had lost touch with the spirit. And they said they felt excluded by u two's last album, Octone Baby, and their recent tour. I then suggested that maybe Christian fans such as that band were expecting Bono to merely present God as an or the answer, whereas more recently he seemed interested in presenting a new set of theological questions. Well, you know, I, I, I deliberately kept the um, kept that record um, to um, for the most erotic love and right. those. Um, so as is to almost exhaust it as a possibility and and i think that makes it a kind of prayer in a funny way okay the prayer to what and i think that like love is blindness as the last song i think um edge's guitar solo right is more eloquent a it, it's it's more of a prayer than anything i could write but if, you're, if, you, if you still have a core Christian belief, is that not the unifying factor that postmodernism kind of didn't have? You know, we're supposed to now live in a world where the concept of God has been atomized, where there's nothing, no unifying center to it all. So we can only look at things that way. But you still have that faith, don't you? No, you see, it's, in fact, the state of flux that dominates right now is, 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 a, is a very good place to be. The status quo is the enemy of um, God, or the any enemy of, of, of a spiritual life, as it is the enemy of a cultural life, as it is the enemy of a, of a, of a, of a political life. Stasis is the, is the enemy. And, you know, I have a sense, um, I, have, I, have, I, have a, I have a faith, but I'm not attempting to clearly define it at this point. I'm just, I'm, I'm wide open. But you previously had defined it within certain terms. Well, you know, you go through different phases in your um, in your attempts to work out what it is you believe. I, I there was a period back in the early eighties where, you know, where we we lived much more ascetic lives, and we we got a great grounding in the fundamentals of um, of of what Christianity could be. Right. And it wasn't the kind of Christianity that I loosely, you know, grew up around. It wasn't particularly Catholic or Protestant. It was the essential, you know, what, what was going on. It was, it was the sort of cutting edge of, of Christianity. It was, uh, and I'm, I really, I'm really glad of that. Right. And at the time it was, um, you know, you're very extreme in that honeymoon period. You know, you just... And you're, you're, and you're always extreme when you're defensive. And so, you know, I suppose we, um, we did kind of build a wall up around us and just kind of get on with it. Right. And, you know, the question of faith, I, I, I remember McGuinness saying to me back then, even, he said, look, he said, you know, I'm not sure I, I share all your, um, I'm not sure I share your faith. But I know one thing. I know it's 
the most important question right. and and that a, um, an artist or a writer is just is going to have to address it and um, if you want to to do so you know you'll get a lot of stick for it mm-hmm. um, but go for it right and and um, and we did so and I um, I think people just look, it's like everything. It's, it's, it's very like the way people, I think, look at sexuality. They look at, um, they look at uh, religion in the same way. That's why I say on the record, I have no religion. And um, they, 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 they wanted to have... Like in an ordered fashion. They, yeah, but they wanted to have kind of... Um, they wanted to be dressed like religion. They wanted to be dressed like... It's like, um, I find all that paraphernalia very funny. I just, it's just not me. But only a person who has a core faith can laugh at those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have well, to have I, I, the I'm not, you're standing but, but, but I have. Right, right, right. And, um, to see the humour, to see the lies, yeah. to see the myths. I don't, but I also see that uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's a line somewhere, um, I think it's in, it is the New Testament, which says that the spirit moves and, and, and no one knows where it comes from or where it's going. Right. It's like a wind. And I've always felt that, and I've always felt that religion was, in many ways, the enemy of God, because it it it, it denies the the spontaneity of the spirit, and because the almost anarch, anarch anarchistic nature of uh, of of the spirit, and if you attempt to follow that spirit you will be taken down some roads you are going to be very you know they're they're, they're only they're unexpected places right. and uh you're going to end up in and and it's not going to be um like somebody um writes it down in a, in a catechism or whatever i mean i appreciate you know ha- all you know people can have a handbook if you know if they want sure. on how to live yeah. Yeah. um but in fact when pushed you know, when when asked for his greatest hits, you know, Christ will look. Okay, I'm in a corner, but, you know, uh, love God, love your neighbor, love yourself, and uh, the sort of vicissitudes um, never seem to really be important. I think you know, I think they should come out rather than be put on. Your come out of your. States of express your expression, your forms of expression. You, you, they should, they should you're, you're just your way. They should, you right, know, you, right. you can't. Any attempt, you know, to lead a religious life or to dress up for God is is a, is a big mistake. I mean, I always I've talked about the the Psalms before. To me, as being as being a kind of pre. Um, uh, I'm starting not to be able to speak, um, but uh, a pre- predecessor of the blues, right? Because there you had a very honest dialogue with God, shouting at God, David, this character who was, you know, a real fuck up, you know, wailing at God, "Where are you when I need you?" You know, I'm surrounded, my enemies are all around me. You know, call yourself God? What the fuck? Right. You know, that's that's right. the that's tone. the tone. Yeah. And um, I think that's where um, I 
come in. I, 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 you know. But do you wail out where are you at during the Gulf War when you look over to Bosnia? I mean, surely can 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 you be that certain? Well, I'm sure of one thing. <laughs> uh, I think it's Europa that says, and there's nothing certain. That's for certain. But if I was certain of anything, I'm certain that this is not that you can't pin um, our actions, um, the actions of man, on God. And I think that that is our final arrogance, <laughs> you know. And what, like a cop out, like it. You know, it, you know that we we that we blame God for our own um, state, and um, because you know most people think we got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. I'm not so sure. I think we kind of kicked God out of it. Um, you know, there is enough food. We just won't share it out. Um, the, you know, there is enough um, to, to look after. Uh, even, I just don't believe this is, this, this world, it belongs to another force. It does not belong. We always see this as, as, um, as belonging somehow the, uh, that our planet belongs to God. I think it belongs to us. And uh, we may have stolen it from God. <laughs> and, uh, and you can try and give bits back and to, uh, to to the extent that you do, um, maybe maybe God can intervene. I don't know. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I shall fade that particular program in my series, The Joe Jackson Tapes Revisited, there and keep the second section for another podcast. Don't forget, if you want to check out my ebook, it's called Bono, Soul Searching and Uncensored. And some of my YouTube articles are also on my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. I thank you for listening.